0: Good morning, Miss Carey. Good morning, Mr. Carey. How are you, girlfriend? Girl, I am feeling good. I'm on a quick little vacation. I'm up in the Maryland, D.C. area. D.C. now has a harbor, kind of like the Baltimore Harbor, and so we went out there last night and we had dinner, and oh, the water was just fabulous. So, I'm on my little vacation, not like yours, but just a little one. I
1: gotta
0: tell you, it was
1: really hard to come back to reality after that little holiday. That's the worst part about vacation, isn't
0: it? Yes, yes. But come back and. What? I meant to give the phone number, but you go ahead and say Uh, what you gotta say. Remind me to give the phone number, because we got a great uh, show today. I wanna make sure people can call in. Go ahead, honey. Give us give us the phone number. The number is 646-652-2071. That's it. That's,
1: That's it. it. What I was going to say was, you know, when you when you go away on holiday, mm-hmm. particularly when it's an extended holiday, and you have an opportunity to get really relaxed and you know, because it takes a couple days to just totally unwind. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time to come home and you come back, it's almost like someone just takes this big old cold bucket of ice water and just like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bring you back to reality.
1: That's it. And you know that silly song keeps going. Every time I go on on a vacation and I come back, that song, Back to life, back to reality. (laughs) I know, that's right. It goes through my head. So, anyway, I'm glad you're on holiday this week.
0: Absolutely. So, what are we talking about today? You know, I'm out of town and I don't have my Pursuit of Happiness book. So, why don't we just create our own Pursuit of Happiness? What is happiness for you, Miss Carrie?
1: Well, I think, and you know, now I think about it, I've said this before, but so it's going to remain consistent. And it's going to sound redundant probably, but I think for me, the thing that ensures my happiness is my sense of connectedness to people that I love.
2: Mm. And,
1: you know, having a a good feeling, a good feeling of support from my social network, my friends, um, my family, you know, my kids. So that to me is really what encourages just a sense of peace and, you know, just being connected to people that you love, not being isolated. Because that is one thing I notice, and I'm sure you do too. That when folks come in to see you, and they're complaining of you know depression and and anxiety, they tend to not have a really well developed social network.
2: Oh they yeah. Isolate.
1: Um. So that is one of the first things that that I generally try to get them to work on is reaching out to people. You know.
0: Uh huh. So that's part of me. our part of our clinical impressions that we do on people um, is asking, "What is your natural support system like?" And right. that is definitely a, a lot of what I see that people just don't have anyone that they can reach out to and talk to and share their feelings um, but here's another thought I was talking to a young lady the other day and she's in a, a, a interesting situation and she knows the right thing to do but it seems as though she came to my mind at the right time and I called her and I said you know just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you didn't really want to go into a situation you know but She was telling me she was getting to the point where she was disconnecting from people because whenever she would share her story, people would say, oh, you're so dumb, you're so stupid, you're making the wrong decisions, you know better. Mm -hmm. So it's so important when you do have that natural support that you have people that you can be real with, kind of like our theme song, to be real. Because if you don't, what happens is, is that we suppress these feelings and what's really going on in our world, and it just becomes bigger if you don't know how to get out of it. Um, right. So I think, you know, she was moving into isolation and really not talking about the issues that was going on with her because she didn't want her family and friends to call her stupid and stuff like that. Yeah, And. And I've definitely been there, so I, you know, I just said, please don't do that. If, if you can't talk to anybody, you can pick up the phone and you can call me because this which, is all about you your know, development.
1: Yeah, which you know makes me think of a couple of different things. It makes me think of the value of what what we do and of actually having a therapist because you go in and you have an opportunity to share what's what's going on in your life and what you're thinking and what you're feeling to someone who's not going to pass judgment on you. Mhm.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And then the other thing it makes me think about is really the qualities what makes a good friend. Because, Absolutely. You know, the people that I have been friends with in that, you know, that I still am, you know, friends with that have a tendency to be judgmental, they aren't the ones that I that really rank High as far as um, on my list of friends, you know,
2: uh-huh. like they're not
1: the go-to people when when things are rough. Uh-huh. Uh
2: huh.
1: Because you know, I do have some friends who are very non-judgmental, and you know, I can call them up and tell them anything, and then they just sit there and sort of process it with me and work through it with me without shutting me down, like saying things like, "Wow, that's really stupid," you know. Uh
2: huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Because that doesn't do anything but close a person down, and then they, you that's know, then so they're true. gonna. Yeah, they're not going to open their mouth and share with you. And I've seen that even with my child, you know, with my daughter Jessica in particular, because, you know, she's told me, I, I won't talk to Dad about this, this, and this. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he gets, he's in the dark a lot about what goes on with our child, um, whereas she will come and talk to me because I don't, I don't react. Mm-hmm. I just sit there and we discuss whatever it is that she has to share with me, and I'll say, well, what do you think about that? You know, what have you learned from this? You know what I'm saying? And it's uh-huh. not like if she does something stupid, I won't say, gee, I'm, I'm concerned about that because I will, but I'm not going to go, oh. Uh-huh. oh, you idiot. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. You know,
1: because I, I know what results I'm going to get. I'm going to get a kid who doesn't tell me anything.
0: Shut down.
1: Yep. That's what, yeah. And then my, yep. Then I'm going to be in the dark like a mushroom. Uh-huh. Um, so, I don't want to do that. And so, you know, I've, I've left that door open with her where whenever she tells me anything, I'm just like, okay. And there's been several times that I've had to take a big breath and
2: say,
1: well, let's talk about this.
2: You know, and I'm
1: reacting a lot on the inside. And, and it's not like I don't say to her, well, gee, that really bothers me. Or, you know, I'm really concerned to hear about that. But I'm not going to go, well, God, Jess. You
0: know, what the hell are you thinking? You know. Please don't. (laughs) But just let them know Auntie is always here. Auntie is always But I want to say to all our listeners out there, as we're processing this, um, if you are in a situation and you're dealing with something and you got people around you, your natural support, they're tearing you down and judging you, move on to the next. Find someone that can respect your concerns what you're going through, and just move on. Don't sit there with that and suppress it, because suppressing it is never going to be healthy. No. No. And it's it's
1: horrible because, you know, that's really horrible. If you have someone that comes to you and they're having a hard time or they're going through something difficult, and then you react and shut them down, then they feel badly about the situation, and then they even feel worse about it after they've talked to you. So you've done nothing Mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm damage that person even more
0: have you because seen the commercial no, carrie have you seen I that new comm- you. oh dang that's right you know well anyway they have this new <laughs> commercial out and it's the older gentleman who's a therapist and this guy that you know the old traditional way of laying on the couch and he's been telling him all this stuff and then this therapist goes stop crying wipe your out you little pansy and I'm thinking, oh, my God. It was just so funny, you know. But I was like, how can they depict what we do for a living like this? <laughs> I mean, he's talking at, like, a sergeant, you know. I can't remember. what. Well, I don't know if some type of insurance or something like that. But that is the fun commercial. And I remember I have a colleague. I have a colleague, and that is her approach. She's just like you know, I don't cut any corners, I keep it real, and which we do, but hers is a little bit uh, brash. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's her philosophy, is tough love. Because if we don't hit them right in the head and tell them what they're doing is stupid, and I'm just like, wow girl, you need a break. Like vacation. <laughs> Medication. <laughs> Yes, honey. That is funny. of drink, something. Something, girl. friend. But, you know, it's just funny, you know, to listen to different styles on how therapists work with people. I had one lady that come to me, and she said, I went to this therapist, and all she said is, what I'm hearing you say is, she was like, she said it 25 times. She's like, by the end of the session, she wanted to grab her by the neck and just shake her like, lah, lah, lah. <laughs> <laughs> So all she did was parrot what the woman was saying to her. That's all she was doing, back and forth. But, hey, girl, it's time for us to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have some more of Psych for Hear Women Talk broadcast by Zeus Radio Network.
2: <laughs>
1: back to life so back to what we were talking about yeah um, I guess it all goes down to communication and learning how to communicate but I think you know being non-judgmental is key where friendships are concerned
0: yeah and I want to talk about that communication piece because I had an interesting situation um, the other day, um, as you know, I'm dating, so I was hanging out with this guy, and we, we, we're pretty cool. And I hadn't been together too long, um, mm-hmm. but I was looking at his book collection, and mm-hmm. while I'm looking through it, you know, I, I noticed some of the authors. I've been in a book club for close to five years, so we've read a lot of books, but there was a there were a couple of books that was by a gay writer, and the gay right. writer is E. Lynn Harris, and I remember way back in the 90s, he was introduced, uh, Oprah actually had him on her show, and he brought out the concept of the down-low brother, and for those mm-hmm. of you guys who don't know what the down-low brother is, it's a man who appears to be masculine, but he has gay tendencies. So uh-huh. I, of course, I inquired. I said, um, "I see you have some Elin Harris books here." Um, I said, "So you are these yours?" Or he said, "Yeah." He said, "I think he's a great writer." And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, so is Mary Poppins." But um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't see any Dr. Seuss books on your shelf. <laughs> you see, you see, you see. So I just said interesting and I went on with my day but it sat on my mind like all day and so when I went back to his house I said listen I really need to process this with you because I just you know I I just need to process this a little bit further with you. And I said, well, I'm just, I mean, what what do you get out of these books? Because in the book club, we've read one of his books, but I'll be honest with you, Carrie, I couldn't even get through the whole book. I mean, it was just some really, I'm going to use interesting acts that was going on that was just a little bit too much for my little brain. So he said, he said, well, sure, we can process it so he said I kind of got into it one of my girlfriends from college read this book and she passed it on to me for me to read it and then we had dialogue about it so then they bought another book and she bought a different book and then they swapped it after they read it and they they read you know the book so now we're up to three books that he's read by a gay writer and I uh-huh. said well I, I'm still not understanding are you like doing some type of research or, you know, does this writing stimulate you? And, you know, he was really I mean he was he was very calm about it, but since then our relationship has really regressed. I mean, it's really hard for us to have a conversation. And it's one of two things. I called him out because he is, you know, enjoying those readings and he is part of that down low lifestyle. Or he is so offended that I would allegedly even consider that he may be gay. Mm-hmm. And you know, by no means was I trying to hurt him or anything. I was just really processing my feelings and which leads me to communication and also how society has brought us to a point where we are so home we are so gay phobia i mean a person could wear a pink shirt a guy could wear a pink shirt i think it's more acceptable for women and and i don't even want to get into that but if a guy wears a pink shirt or his verbal presentation is he's a, little a really good different. decorator he's a dec- <laughs> or oh, he don't forget he cooks he cleans he cut hair <laughs> yes so <laughs> you laughing, but I'm really sad because I really think, you know, I I don't know if I hurt his feelings, but he just really cannot communicate with me right now. And it's just really it's it's really making me sad because we have really come to a place in society where every you know, if we keep it going everybody is going to be labeled as gay and everybody is not gay. Right. Uh, but I t- that that has been so you haven't said to him, I guess, I guess
1: I mean, you haven't said, gee, I've noticed a change in our relationship since we had this conversation.
0: I did. You know, you, you know did. I did. I'm a therapist. But he attacked me and said, you're a therapist, and he was like, you need to get off work, and I'm not one of your clients, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. I'm just like, yes, what I do, I hear a lot of deep, dark secrets, but it doesn't make me... Uh, I said it it creates in me an awareness, and it makes me be really clear about what's going on, but by no means, when I I get off work, I don't really want to hear anything about stuff. I like to hang out with my friends, and if, if they do have an issue, I will discuss it, but, you know, I'm just like then. I'm off work, and I just want, you know, girl time or boy time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did say that, but then he attacked me, so I'm just like, okay, you're looking pretty so,
1: suspect here. <laughs> sounds like he threw up a smoke screen a little bit. I think did I did. The, uh, yeah, he he did the shift of focus thing where... Yeah, I'm putting on, it back on, on, instead on of, instead of, Yeah, instead of let's talk about me in this situation, I'm just going to throw up the smoke screen so I can divert the focus of this conversation.
0: Mhm.
1: Nice. That's what I think. Yeah. So it sounds like when you got the feeling that maybe he had an interest in men,
0: that that just didn't feel comfortable to you. No, ma'am. Though no, that's yeah. what we call—we've talked about this before—a deal breaker for yeah. Ms. Hicks. Uh huh. <laughs> that's a deal say, breaker.
1: Yeah, I got to say that it would probably be a deal breaker for me too.
0: Yeah, but it's just interesting to me, like, he really didn't try to defend himself, or, not saying that he had to, but I mean, if somebody come to me with something crazy like that, I'm I'm going to say something. And, and, and on the other side, if I was to give one of my homeboys, somebody that I, I talk to on a regular, and I consider, like, this is my folks, if I was to hand them that book, I would have to be prepared for a good cursing out. Like, yeah. what in the world? Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about it. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've i thought about all week is just my development, that I just wouldn't allow it to be turned back on me. You know, I'm like, th- this is your issue. I'm just asking you about it. But don't try to turn it back on me now. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I feel good yeah. about it. And, and I look at it, well, you know, that was six weeks. I mean, it could have been six years and we having this conversation. So... <laughs> I'd, or I'd at the time I was I was going out with somebody and our relationship
1: was actually <clears throat> very committed. And, you know, by the time we'd been seeing one another for, um, maybe it was six, seven months, he shared with me that he'd had a homosexual experience in his 20s. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: and the head just stood up on the back of my neck. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Because, you know, I, it, there's, like, and I I don't have issues where homosexuality is concerned. I mean, it, you know, I don't hold any judgment there. I think that people should... I mean, I'm one of those people that I, I don't feel like your sexuality is a choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, if it were, I think I would have chosen a long time ago to, to play for the other team.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes... Um, you know, men can be a little bit difficult. But I I really don't want to date a man or be involved with a man who, you know, who who bats left and right-handed.
0: <laughs> Amen, know. sister. All right. Well, we have somebody calling in. His name is John. John, what's going on with you on this Happy Fabulous Friday?
3: Oh, nothing. I was actually listening to your show. I have to kind of cut off because I'm at work right now. But um, I was listening, and um, I consider myself a very masculine male. And my thing was coming up. I actually had a wife that was a hairstylist, so I know a lot of things about hair and style. And people, when you talk about things like that, people might think that uh, mm-hmm. you know they because you know so much about things like that. They 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 might say that at first, but as being a man, that's secure in my masculinity um, first thing I would do is uh, let them know that I am a straight male. And when I'm listening to your conversation and when you're dealing with issues like that, I don't know too many straight males would actually read about uh, homosexual acts between men. We, uh, majority of us, we kind of shy away from that because it gives you, you get vision and you just don't want to think about that stuff because it's just, <laughs> you, as a man, straight man, you think it's just not natural. and I don't want to know nothing about it. I mean, I'm not homosexual, but if that's what they choose, that's what they choose because i had my cousin, um, he is gay, and we've had long talks about it. And the thing about it is when you're a sh- uh, straight male, it's just some things that you just can't visualize and focus yourself on, even though you you're, it's your choice and you decide not to do it. So you just don't indulge in that activity
1: at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's, uh-huh. I, think that's, I think that is exactly my take on it, too. I, I think most men that I know... That are you know completely straight would would not want to, to read about that either. I mean, I I can't imagine. They don't even think about it,
0: <laughs> right? And, and you know, I, I, and uh, I'm sorry. What do you say? No, John? I, was
3: because, uh, I was saying because majority is if a man is actually in that type of area, he's questioning his sexuality because he's curious about that type of stuff, and curiosity yeah. also brings accident activists also bring change of lifestyle.
2: Yeah.
3: And it's not to me with that you know that curious about having same sex is not gonna partake in it. And if you're indulging in that you're open an opportunity for it to happen. Because your curiosity is there. And yeah. that's where I, I think a lot of straight men we tend to stay away from it. And the fact is when you have because um you got people that are actually locked up. Some men that are locked up and they say they're, I was watching the show, uh, Locked Up, about guys that are in prison. You got some guys that actually say, well, I'm prison gay. In other words, when I'm in, when I'm in the prison penal system, I'm gay because I, it satisfies my need, but when I'm outside, I'm straight. And that's where you get to turn from oh, wow. down little brothers. they carry that into relationships. And I've actually had friends that dated guys who were prison and found out later on that they were, indulging in homosexual acts while they were in prison and, you know, sex tends to sexual kinds diseases, all types of things and it's affecting a lot of people and it's just, I think mm-hmm. that if you're in that type of you should let your partner know what your sexual curiosity is or what you stand at because, I mean, you dealing with their life and their issue and I just think that when a man indulges in that it's hard to see him as a man again when mm-hmm. he has indulged that but then it takes him a, t- a time to rebuild his masculinity back up If he goes away from him, but I think that you should always give your partner there the option to let them know to love you or accept you for what you are or not.
0: Oh wow! Thank you, John. Thank you so much for calling in. We greatly appreciate you uh, chiming in and giving us uh, a male's point of view, and uh, it's. It's time for us to take a break, and when we come back, you'll have more with Psych with Carrie and Sherelle.
3: This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com.
1: Technologist Incorporated is an American engineering and management consulting company specializing in post-conflict and post-disaster reconstruction of roads, schools, hospitals, industrial development, and core infrastructure building like power supply, clean water, and communication. Our team of over 1,000 specialists are mobilized on more than 50 projects in remote environments globally and fully supported by technologist offices in Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, Washington, D.C., and soon Haiti. Technologists Incorporated's record of excellence, providing assistance in some of the world's most difficult environments is made possible by the brave men and women in our employ, many of whom served in our armed forces. We are proud to be an American company supporting our heroes in the service and encourage you to join us in our mission to be a positive post-conflict force. Technologists Incorporated, building strong foundations.
0: Hey y'all, I'm Jennifer Johnson. Join me for Tarot Talk every Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time right here on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at barefoot landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advance tickets. The Myrtle Beach ghost walk. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent, and uh, no no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go, and even join in the conversation.
1: Life on Purpose with your host Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network.
0: Hi. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome Hi, back, welcome folks. Back. To- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know I was my we are so psyched to today.
1: <laughs> Interesting phone call from John.
0: Yes, and I'm I I so think glad you he- called in, so I don't feel so crazy. What do you mean, so you don't feel so crazy? Like, I was just jumping to conclusions.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, I think that would be a natural conclusion to draw, Sherelle. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do. And I think, you know, I think any time that you try to have a conversation with someone about something and they get defensive,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: information. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Especially if
1: they try to divert the issue or throw up a smoke
0: mean, you do I want to talk about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I said okay. my piece I said my piece I didn't walk away going dang I shoulda coulda woulda I work with a lot of clients like that I was like honey shoulda coulda woulda it's never going to make you feel better it's going to create more guilt and shame so let's keep it moving but hey we got a call from Laverne what's up Laverne happy fabulous Friday wow. <laughs> happy <laughs> Friday ladies how y'all doing
4: <laughs> Great. I'm doing something. Oh, somebody was trying to, yes ma'am, I heard somebody was trying to Terry McMillan, you girl. Who is Terry McMillan? Terry Terry McMillan is the author. The author who, who wrote the book, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. That's what that horror movie was based off of. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't based off of that, but she's the author. And she ended up getting married because she went to Jamaica. She got her groove back, brought her little Jamaican honey on back to America. And guess what happened? Ten, eleven 11 years later, he came busting out that closet. Are you doing <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I would have did. I just don't know what I would have did. Let me thank the Lord that you caught that error before you gave 10 years and a baby, some children. Imagine your baby, your, your child's father, coming out the woodwork on you like that, you know, just busting out the closet like a boogeyman. Yeah, man. I mean, come to it. me,
1: you, <laughs> go ahead. That would be quite a conversation if you were with someone for 10,
4: 11 years and they said, you know, I think it's about time I shared something about myself with you. Oh, wow. You would be surprised. That was the point of the download book is because you have so many people that aren't true to themselves. They don't know who they are. And then what pisses me off about the whole thing? I have no problem with a person that's gay. I love people that stand up and recognize who they are. What I do have a problem with is tricksters people like that that get you married and they're involved with men and they're doing it behind your back it's like you want to look at a steven Seagal movie and figure out what torture method you're going to use to get them back because that is really major to me how you how you gonna come out the closet after you manipulated me into falling in love knowing that you was a do body. That means you would do anybody. You know what I'm saying? It don't <laughs> matter male or female. <laughs> right? So you willing to do anything? Get me tied up in this situation and put my wit, my health at risk? It's bigger than just a, act, a, a sexual act. It's about my life, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of these men. Some of them don't use protection. They're going into these men, then they're going home and going into their wives. It's the Mm -hmm. most ridiculous and nastiest thing I could could ever even begin to think about. I mean, I think it's fair. I think, you know they they say that being gay now is the new fad. You know, it's kinda like because when I was growing up, it won't never an option. If my Aunt Didi was gay, Aunt Didi was in the closet so tight that it was all the way in the back behind the big fur coat. She won't come out but she did she peeked and went back in there. So when you talk about exposure nowadays the children are being exposed to two women kissing on TV, this and that. and, and of course, everyone's saying love who you want, love everybody. Well, that's fair if you're gonna love that sex. So when you're loving Jill and Jack, I got a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, right.
0: that's a deal breaker walk, walk, walk. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Burns. Yeah. Mr. Burns, hold tight. I got one other caller I need to get on, but don't hang up, because you know we love talking to you. Dawn. Uh, hi lady. Welcome. Hey. Hi. Bye. I
2: love that Laverne girl. I'll tell you what, she cracks <laughs> me up makes next day every time. I love it that she calls in. Thank you, Laverne. Oh. Thank you, Laverne. <laughs> hey, um, I, I wanted to share a, a, a little little titty with you, if you will. Um, you want to share a little titty with us? <laughs> <That's laughs> Not titty, titty, okay. like T-I-D-Y. But when I said <laughs> that, I had you. to hear it on the radio because it sounded like it. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> anyway, so um, when I when I was a teenager, I have to walk away from the radio because I hear myself. When I was a teenager, I went to school with a guy um, who was clearly gay, and he bragged about it all the time, and everybody in school knew he was gay. And then he had a really good friend named Melanie, and she was just awesome, you know. And um, then one day, um, I guess later on in life, they hooked up, okay. And she got pregnant, and they decided to have this relationship and he swore that he was, you know, straight there on after. Well, <clears throat> about um, only about, a, I guess, about a year ago, she started feeling like this, like withdrawn and really sad, and she just couldn't put her finger on it, but she knew something was up. And even though he hadn't had he hadn't had sexual relations with other men, he'd been thinking about it and. You know, looking at it on the internet and this and that, and um, she decided that it, she couldn't deal with it anymore. You know, she had to walk away from that whole relationship, and she's much happier now. You know, um, she's rebuilding her life. You know, she's she's still very good friends with him, and she's got her child, but she seems a lot happier now. Anyway, I just wow. wanted to share that. Well,
0: thank, thank you, you, Dawn. We appreciate that. I'm a lot happier, too. Goodbye, y'all. Goodbye. Carrie, did you hear Mm. me? I'm a lot happier, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a good thing you were there checking out his books. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting how you learn things, isn't it, about people?
0: Well, Um, it's it's only by happenstance. It was only by happenstance. Yeah, yeah. It was only by happenstance because one of the things that I've begun to do when I do take someone in to my space to consider uh, being a part of my life, I pray a prayer and I say, God, you know, if this person is not right, please remove them from my life immediately. Because you know what? I don't have a lot of time. And <laughs> yeah. immediately,
1: <laughs>
0: t- gone. He was gone. Yeah, gone. wow. And, and so, wow. I'm not going to go back and try to, you know, recreate anything because it to me is a sign. Keep moving. This is not the right yeah. one. Right. And I think one of the things with women, we have to be conscious about the signs. When you yeah. have a sign, do not ignore it.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, yes. listening. I was in really good it.
1: at ignoring red flags at one mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. Um. And that just, uh, you know, and it's funny how you think, oh, you know, and I think that women are notoriously bad for this, I, you know, he'll change, or I can deal with that. Um, and, you know, I don't know, I guess as you get older, you, you realize maybe that certain, there's certain things that you really just can't deal with, you know, and you know what they are. So maybe as you get older, you, those, those thoughts sort of accumulate in your head, and um, when you see them, you, you realize, hey, I've, you know, I've seen this before, and I've, I knew, you know, I couldn't deal with it before. I, I know it's something I can't tolerate, you know. But mm-hmm. it's amazing. You know, again, it's amazing to me what people will will deal with and what they will put up with. And you know, and they'll and they'll sit in my office and they'll say, "Well, but it's better than being alone." Or mm. you know, I hear um, at
0: least I got a piece of man. That's that's one of the things. He might not be all that I want or what I need, but I got a piece of man. Oh. that's Makes my skin crawl but no,
4: uh
0: oh we got Laverne back <laughs>
4: Oh, I apologize I didn't even know I was there I was like a pizza man what in the world Betty White than told people wrong in case y'all don't know who she is she the one that said it's better to have a pizza man than having no man at all so I'm gonna just take what I got and work with it no uh uh-uh. uh no we, not uh-huh. working with, we, we work with children we don't work with grown men uh <laughs> uh pe- 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 a pizza man I think it goes very self food.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I can't. Did you say it goes back to things? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, absolutely, yes. And it goes back to, you know, what people tell themselves. I mean, a lot of the folks that come into my office and say, I'm gonna put up with this because there's nobody else out there that's gonna be any better than this. Wow, really? Who's yeah, gonna love me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I'm not gonna How find anybody What's
4: that? Do you, do you think there is? Do you think I, I switch the subject real quick? Quick, my, my ADD kicked in. Uh, do you think that there's a problem with women that befriend and eventually may name the guys that are like locked up in prison, um, maybe on death row, maybe whatever? But you know, it's a it's a group of women in the world that. Kind of flock to those men that are incarcerated because they know where they are all the time, but they really don't <laughs> know what they're doing. You might not be with another woman, but you definitely might be making peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I guess <laughs> it, it, what do you what do you think about that? What do you think about a person that marries someone while they're still in prison, and they met mm. them while they was in
0: prison? Mm. That's a whole nother can of worms. Ew. Sure. <laughs> I got nothing. I didn't say. It. I, I, mmm, mm,
4: Uh oh.
0: Hello? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this. It's not something. Maybe that, that wasn't
4: a good topic. I'll, I can try something else.
0: <laughs> no, no. I think it's a great topic. I think it's a great topic, and I wish you would have called in earlier in the show because we're getting closer to the end of the show. But I can only speak for myself. That is not something that I want to engage in. I, I mean, that to me is like desperate measures there's no one on the face of the earth so now i gotta go into the, the department of correction to get someone. <laughs> to each his own to each his own and right. you know i've i've had i've had women that have been online on some of these dating things and they have guys from prison on the dating line i was like i mean oh my god are you serious Oh wow! But it may be one guy, but you got a whole list of men behind this one guy uh, profile, and then they have their number where you can write in and talk to them. And I, it's just not my, it's just not for me. And I don't want right. to knock anybody else. If that's where you, you know, you're going to find your man, so be it. What now? What right. are you, what's your thoughts here? <coughs>
1: Um, I think anybody who actively seeks out somebody who's already incarcerated, um, that's odd to me. I don't understand why they would look at that as an option. Um, you know, that, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me at, at all. I, I, you know, I don't understand that. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and I do think, it go, you know, again, I think it goes back to self-esteem and what their expectations are. Obviously, they have pretty low expectations, um, to be looking at that population for mate, somebody that you know can't be with them. I mean, I I don't know. It just doesn't make a
0: whole lot of sense to me. So. Well. Thank you, Laverne, but we have another caller. We want to get him in. We're getting closer to the end of the show. So guys, if you got a question, concern, or you want to process and get in on this conversation, please hear in call. We got about 15 minutes. Good morning, Michael. Happy Fabulous Friday.
3: Good morning, sweetheart.
0: How are you? <laughs>
3: something great I was sitting up here listening to (laughs) listening to your callers and this is it's astonishing because believe it or not society has really changed our perception of homophobia I mean you think Mm -hmm. about it a woman wants a man and she wants all his power and she wants him to be just that the man now if you find out he's gay It's a straight, like they say, no-brainer. It's a turnoff, But then you flip the script, and Lady Gaga can come out and say, I'm bi, and the whole world loves her. I mean, it is, Mm -hmm. I'm not gay. I don't have anything against them. If that's what they want to do, then fine. But believe it or not, it's a double standard when it comes to men. Why do most gay men have the best friends that are women? But when a woman finds out a man is gay, it's a total shutdown. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. But can we have it any I mean, other way, though? Is, can, can we oh, interact in any other kind of way?
3: I mean, I think, like your previous caller said, to each his own. I mean, I love women, and mm-hmm. most women love men. But society has made it. You watch TV, just like they said. You see the same thing. This star is gay, that star is gay. Now, same-sex marriage is in vogue, so everybody's doing it. And believe it or not, even when it comes to jobs, a gay person almost can get the same job with a higher preference than a straight person. Why? Because they don't want to break the law and offend them. You see what I'm saying? So it's Mm -hmm. making everything a lot more in your face just like the caller said if my aunt was gay she stayed in the closet and peeked out but nowadays it's almost like I'm gay and I'm going to show the world because I have an advantage and it's crazy but it's true
1: mm. well I don't know I guess I've never thought of anybody who's, who's homosexual as having an advantage I think most of the time they're pretty heavily judged and it usually works against them that's what I've seen
3: It well it depends on who you know and what the situation is. But I mean look at it like this. Okay, a man to find out a man is gay and a woman to find out a man is gay and it's a total no brainer. Now turn it around. If I wanted to date you and you say, Well I'm telling you now, I'm bi. I date men and women my chain of thought is the worst thing that can happen is she can say I'm bringing my girlfriend home with me so for God <laughs> it works now a woman on the other hand is like okay you're telling me you're a bi so the worst thing that can happen is not only I but my family might see you with this man and God forbid you come home and that man's in your bed it's a total mm. different world you see what I'm saying Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when but you I look at a man's no point of view
1: well, I think it has to do with our ideas of, of masculinity and femininity too, because I think you know, when we think of men, homosexual men, or a man being homosexual, I think it, it takes away from, um, our perception of how masculine they are, right? But in, in your mind, exactly if you think because of- Right, but in your mind, it, you think it, of a, a woman that you're dating, and, and her engaging in homosexual acts, that, that, probably doesn't make her feel any less feminine to you does Mm.
3: it exactly because believe it or not some of the most powerful women in the world are gay i mean a lot of people don't want to accept it but due to the fact that the closet door is now taken off and women can be what they want to be and men too you find society judges men a lot harsher than they judge women Just like I Mm -hmm. say, I don't have anything against them. When I know somebody's gay, if you speak, I speak. Just don't come on to me. I mean, that's the the line. Just don't come on to me because you already know I'm who I am. And Mm -hmm. it's like a Muslim or a Christian or a Buddha. Don't impose your beliefs on somebody else. Everybody that is something has somebody that wants to be that. So as long as people stick to what they like and what they love. Everything's cool. You only have a problem when they try to blend it. And then you get somebody saying, Mm. if I just told him then why is he trying to make me or if I just told her why is she trying to make me feel what she's feeling when, you know what I'm saying, you gotta stay on your side of the street. I mean that's the only way to keep it safe.
0: Mm hmm (laughs) Well, we know society in society we're not playing it safe. We see too much of this exactly, in our offices. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, you're right. Like, society is not playing it safe because society has made it free to give everybody the opportunity to basically act the fool. And
2: uh-huh.
3: instead of being accountable for it, they'll give it a label. Well, you know he was bi. You know he was a little sweet. You know what I'm saying? They give it a yeah. label. When reality is, when you find out it's your husband, you lose your mind. Oh, <laughs>
2: you Jesus, know what I'm yes. Saying? Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> there's, there's no label to, I went out to the mall and saw my man holding hands with another man. There's there's no label. That's one of those, I snapped TV moments. You know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people sit back and say, how could he do this to me? If you only know your mate as well as your mate wants you to know him or her.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm.
3: everybody everybody lies to create the perfect universe for them. The funny thing is, you have to trust somebody. You're just praying deep down inside that he's not one of those bodies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Good point, Michael. Good point.
3: Yep. I mean... The the challenges we make are decided by us. You can either take the challenge or you can walk away from it. That's when the homosexuality comes in and people are like, well, how did he wind up like that? Or why does he still love me and love him? But it's a challenge they took on. They figure I can juggle a man and a woman. I mean, now, I know it sounds funny, but literally, you can't. Because a woman needs certain things. And a man needs certain things. And being a man, there's nothing a man can do to me or for me that a woman can't do. So you got to look deep into your mind and say, okay, I know I'm straight. Like the brother said, when somebody else brings it up, they just totally don't even want to talk about it. It's a shutdown situation. Because they're like, hold on, man, I don't even think gay. Now you want to talk to me about it like what you're going to make me flip the script on myself it's impossible you know what i'm
2: saying
0: mm-hmm. you know, so no, do you see anything, anything. The, the, michael the conversation i don't know what time you came in but we were talking about men reading uh write uh novels that pertain to down low and homosexual activity do you find that to be strange or am i being gay phobic
3: Well, I'll put it this way I like to write so I could put in my mind and put a situation in a book if that situation dictated that it needed to be done but to just sit around and read a book about men on men, with men to me is not feasible because Mm. that's not something that I feel myself that I need to know about because I'm all for a woman so I don't even want to know what he did with him or how he did it because I'm never going to go there but mm-hmm. to read a book and just okay it's on two pages I mean because I can put ten characters in one of my books and one of them a gay and okay he's just going to have a part in the book so it's what you are what you perceive you know what I'm saying like they say power perceived is power achieved if you think it it, de- mm-hmm. it depends on how far you want to run with it before you start getting all crazy about it because you can say I read the greatest book and one of the guys was gay he was a trip, but he was funny and it, it doesn't make any difference it was in the storyline but if you, have, you online ordering gay books every day now you might have a problem because you want to read about it that means you're gonna to want to test the waters. That means you actually want to touch it to see if it's real. And once nice. you go there, that's the, that's the people that find out there in the crossroads: Am I bi or am I straight? And then they keep the title bi because okay, they've touched a man, but they want to love women. You see what I'm saying?
2: Hmm.
1: Gotcha. So, just asked you, like, would you have any interest in reading a book on homosexual females?
0: No, I, I don't, it was, but I will, yeah. but I will read Zane books. I, I met with Zane last week and got an autograph and she writes some hot, sexy novels, but it's man on woman. I love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, no. And as Michael said, every now and then she might have a little insert about, you know, some freaky things that, you know, a person will do, but, her genre is writing love stories about man and woman but listen right. guys we are at the end of this show and michael thank you so much for calling in we hope that you would definitely give us a call back next week and carrie uh yeah. it's been real uh doing yeah. the show with you it sounds like we had a, a head banger today and um <laughs> But that's our show for today, today, guys. This has been Psych with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, broadcast and produced by Zeus Radio Network for Here Women Talk.